I was almost like, how's everyone today? That's, that's <laughs> fucking just weird. Yeah. How are you? Oh, wait, no. Welcome to the Rookie Girl Podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And cut. <laughs> no, yes. we welcome keep... to the Wicked Crow Podcast, episode twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yes, I'm Vilma. I'm Mary. Um, so this is coming out on a Thursday. Now we have yes. switched it around because our lives have just been too crazy, and it was just too hard to get it out on Mondays. Um, so this is what we're doing now. Mostly me, not Vilma so much. She's down for anything, but <laughs> yeah. So. Now we are at my apartment and it's super late and it's like on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday, which is fine. It's yes, fine. I didn't clean. I apologize. I did. Lit, I lit. I lit a candle, <laughs> and I was like, "Step over everything." But my candle's lit, so That's you know. Okay. I was like, my I mean, life is- honestly, I feel like it doesn't look any different than normal. That's because you haven't been to the rest of the apartment. Oh, but. <laughs> Or I'm just really messy and don't pay attention. I don't pay attention. It's going to look like this it's next fine. week, too, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah. But we, here uh, we are. Here we are. How have you been? Good. I'm tired. Went to the park today and with it was the kids. Hot. And it was hot. It was, like, 80 degrees. Yes. So we were there for, like, an all-day type of thing, no. so I'm tired. No, I mean, it's fun, and it goes by really fast. Right. And just when I thought I was getting out of the park, like, you know, ready to go home, mm-hmm. Ollie saw the ducks. Over at the oh, duck park by Dream Park. Yeah. And he's like, can we stop and see the ducks? So we did. Yeah. We stopped. We got out of the car. Making those memories. He's at that age. He's going to remember this stuff. Right, and be yeah. like, the best mom ever. He, um, we had some Ritz crackers. Oh, So the ducks, yeah. we fed the d- I think I don't think you're supposed to feed them crackers. I think. But. I don't think you're supposed to feed them bread. Well, I, it was just like two or three crackers, and then we got scared because they all started coming out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> they're, um, I think they're geese. Right? They're like big. They're big. Some of them are big and white. Yeah, that was geese. And they were like out of the water, like chasing us and (laughs) surrounding us. And I'll be like, Mommy, I want to go back to the car. I was like, All right, let's go. Perfect. Oh, no. No, it worked out, or else we would have been there forever. That's good. So we were scared. We got back in the car, drove home. They napped on the way. So it was, it was fine. It was great. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm leaving for Portland tomorrow. Mm hmm. Um,. I took a half day at work. I was going to work a full day, and then, like, life just got... I still have a load of laundry going, and I'm like, well, I think it stopped right now, but I was like, there's no chance. I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> I know. I can sleep on the plane. It's like a four-hour flight, so... Oh, yeah. You you can definitely fit in a nap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I got an aisle seat so that I don't have to worry about if I have to get up to go to the bathroom, because every time I get mm-hmm. a window seat, I have to ask the two people next to me to move. Yeah, and I know I, that's hard for you. I always, <laughs> I guarantee you I'm going to get drunk at the airport. Really? So, oh, yeah. Oh, I feel like, I feel like I have to be alert. Really? Yeah, on the plane, just in no. case of emergency. I pay attention when they're like, doing the safety thing. So I was like, okay, all right. Trying Listen, to take it down in my head. If the plane starts going down, my last thing, my last thought is going to be like, it's not going to be on the oxygen. It's going to be like, I'm going to fucking die and this sucks. But yeah. no, well, at least I'm drunk know. and happy. That's what. Yeah. And there's no water like on the way from here to. No, there's Oregon. a lot of mountains. Yeah. So you'd probably have no chance. <laughs> yeah. No, I would just die. I would just die. Yeah. 
I am not, I'm not a survivor. I don't have the will to live. I can tell people, like, I tell people that right now. I tell all my friends, I'm like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, I will kill myself. Because really? I'm not going to fucking run. This body, not a runner's body. I don't know. So, just hide. You just have to have a good, like, hiding I'm not good at area. hiding. No. Where am I going to hide? Well, you have, let's see, you can barricade this, like, lower section. So just by doing that, you're already, like, another floor up. Yeah. You have pretty good chances in this in this townhouse. Yeah, I but think. I don't have any food. I have beer. That's all I have. I have a bachelor pad. Is what Benji, I Benji's looking pretty tasty. <laughs> <laughs> I distracted Benji with a bone, so he's not making any noise now, but he's you could looking always at eat Benji. I would never eat Benji. <laughs> I couldn't. But then I don't know. I'd feel bad if he starved. Yeah. I'd probably give him all of my food. Then he would eat you. You know what? After you pass. One of us has to go. Well, there you go. So. All right. Well, you're leaving him with me this weekend. So (laughs) there's a zombie apocalypse. I'm eating Benji first. (laughs) Oh, I feel real safe leaving him with you. Great. (laughs) He'll be fine. All right. What story you got for me? Um... A story. A story. Yeah. You have words. Yes. So this is the story of Sue Ann Sanders. She was born in 1958 in Peru. Okay. Not like the Latin Peru. Peru, Indiana. Oh, okay. <laughs> I immediately I thought know. of Peru, Peru. When I saw Peru, I was like, oh, Peru. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, Indiana, basically. You, like, yeah. <laughs> um, you tricked us. So she was one of seven kids, and they grew up pretty poor. Her father was an alcoholic, and he had been abusive physically and sexually. So Mm, already, like, not a really great start for her. Um, She wanted to escape her life, and she changed her name from Sue Ann to Susan because she's like, Sue Ann is too trailer trailer trash. Okay. So she's like, Susan Susan is better, which... I would agree. (laughs) I mean, I think it's still a pretty name. My middle name is Anna, so... Yeah. Marianna. Marianna. Yeah. You could be Marion. (laughs) Marion. Nah. So she was, like, a pretty attractive teen, uh, beautiful smile, and she wasn't shy, and then she was a little bit promiscuous. Ooh, sounds like me growing up. Yeah, she had a lot of confidence because of how she looked, so she was really um, comfortable expressing herself yeah. sexually with the boys around her. I was just a fat friend that was pretty <laughs> <laughs> um, She was known among some of the guys as One Night Stand Sue Ann. That is awful. Poor so, thing. But I think I think she, like... She dug it? Liked it. Okay. I think. Anyway, at 17, she moved to another town in Indiana known as Kokomo. Kokomo. Yeah. Okay. So and I was th- I was thinking, isn't there a in song? Kokomo. Yeah, but isn't that like an exotic place? I'm sure. So Indiana is like the catfish city <laughs> name <laughs> because it sounds like all these exotic places, and it's like I mean, population hundred. Paris, Texas. Uh, oh, that's and true. We're no one to talk. It's not Italy. Yeah. It's Italy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Italy. Italy, okay. Texas. Anyway, so in Kokomo, she met a boy named Ronnie. And he was a rock and roll musician, and they got married in 1975, only a few weeks after meeting. Okay. So it was Young Love, and she would go with his band to, like, different shows, and she would help with the equipment. Isn't that called, like, a roadie or something? Or or is that a groupie? I think it's a groupie. Slash roadie. Slash roadie, but if you're married, I mean, I don't think you fall under that. Yeah. You're just the old lady. 
Oh, I guess. But she's like a teenager. She's like 18. So she's still married to him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, the gigs weren't paying the bills. So Ronnie and Susan moved back to Oklahoma City where where he was from. So they're in Oklahoma City. Ronnie was working in construction during the day. And at night he was a musician still. So okay. he was like still passionate about that. And then Susan was also like bringing something to the table because um, she started working in the apartment complex where they lived, like managing mm-hmm. it and stuff. Um, but Susan had been, like, unfaithful to Ronnie since they got married. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, she met one guy in particular who she had as a regular side lover, Mm -hmm. Sancho, and his name was Gary. And Gary was a 24-year-old cowboy type. He was a truck driver, so he was, like, sometimes gone. And he conveniently lived in the same apartment complex where she lived and worked. So eventually Ronnie found out, and so that didn't fly. Yeah. So Susan, like, packed her bags, and she made the long journey to a few doors down to move in in with Gary. So um, she ended up pregnant with Gary, and then Susan divorced Rockstar Ronnie, and then she married Cowboy Gary. Okay. Um, after their wedding, uh, she gave birth to their son, Jacob. And she's 19 at this point. So Susan and her son, Jacob, would go back to visit Peru, Indiana, mm-hmm. to visit her family. And when she got there, Susan would leave her son with her family and then go to the bars and, like, hook up with guys. Oh, my goodness. One night stand, Suan is back. So um, she would leave her ring at home and be like ready to party <laughs> so those were those were her vacations in indiana so gary had his suspicions that susan was being unfaithful and because of like how they met mm-hmm. you know he already didn't really trust her but he also had like bigger issues to worry about because susan was pretty violent with him mm. um she went as far as stabbing him in the chest with some scissors oh my god and then once she tried stabbing him in the leg with a knife but these i, I threw a hot dog at somebody once because <laughs> i was so upset with them but because i was like wow i was i was violent when i wasn't on my medication oh but like violent by i threw a hot dog we used so, to have a hot dog it was a it was a home depot hot dog <laughs> sad home depot sad memories oh, oh like yeah. the ones outside with oh, the onions yeah Ooh. I know. Mis- Sm- those smell really good, but I've never had one. Mistakes were made that day. Yeah. Okay. And that could have really hurt somebody if it was hot. Maybe oh, not it wasn't that hot. Much. I already, we, yeah. Oh, We'd okay. already gotten home. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, after she would, like, be violent, it would, like, turn her on. So after being violent with him, she would, like, want to hook up right away. Mm. So maybe that's why he was, like, putting up with it because mm-hmm. it was, like, their kinky way of, like having their mm-hmm. relationship so each their own right so two years after this relationship was going on susan met someone else that caught her eye and then at this point she was working at a factory um called perry filters and she met a guy there named tom and tom was a former army captain he was college educated and not only did he work there, but his father-in-law was the owner of the factory. Oh, okay. If you oh, guys heard father-in-law. of... father-in-law. Yeah. So, 
If you guys heard a rapper, it's because Mary's eating Snickers. I'm sorry. Vilma brought me Snickers. I need to get rid of the Halloween candy. Um, so. I was like, I made eye contact with her. Like, intense eye contact as I was pulling the Snickers closer yeah. to me. I know. I mean, they're delicious. I love Snickers. Mm-hmm. I'm so okay. sorry. That was so, so rude of me. No, you're fine. So, anyway. So, yeah. His father-in-law was the owner of the factory. Um, Tom's wife had recently died of cancer. And then that left Tom a single dad of their son, Tommy. So Tom's father-in-law, the owner of the company, he saw the flirting. He's like, "Mm, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, his daughter had only been gone six months. Mm -hmm. And he knew Susan was married. So he was like, Tom, you know, don't be messing around with this. Like, think about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was no stopping their romance. Susan divorced Gary and took custody of Jacob. And since Tom had a son as well, you know, they had like something in common. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom and Susan drove to Austin, Texas and got married. And then they, um, they moved, they came back to uh, Indiana. So, sorry, not Indiana. That's where she's from. Mm -hmm. To, um... Oklahoma? Oklahoma, yeah. So I burped as I said Oklahoma. Like, oh. I was like, Oklahoma, and it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> This I'm is sorry. great. This I know. Is great. I'm so sorry for this shit show, guys. All right. So, so Susan's 24 at the time. Um, they all moved into Tom's big house. Like, he lived in a pretty nice house because um, his ex-wife or his wife that passed away okay um her dad was rich he owned that factory so he gifted them a really nice house and he Mm -hmm. had a lot of money and obviously he wanted his grandson to be you know taken care of so he was still providing you know some sort of support for him so so the the four of them moved into the house um it was susan her son jacob and tom and tommy and then Tom and Tommy were actually, sorry, Tommy and Jacob were actually only months apart. So mm-hmm. Susan would like dress them the same and mm-hmm. she would tell people, oh, they're twins, you know, like instead of explaining, like we're a blended family. Mm-hmm. So um, Tommy would even call her mommy because, oh, okay. you know, he just lost his mom. So mm-hmm. this is like another woman coming into the picture. But um, from the outside looking in, they look like a happily, you know, married couple with two kids. But only a few months after being married, Tommy had to be admitted to the hospital because of a fractured skull and brain swelling. Oh, my gosh. So Susan said that he fell, but Tommy told the nurse that his mommy had hit him. <gasps> so the hospital gave gave her the benefit of the doubt, and then they released him back into her custody like a few days later. That would not happen these this day. Right. Age. Yeah, I know. Oh it was like God. the early 80s yeah. when this happened. So, um, um, poor Tommy, like, after he got, like, remarried, the dad got remarried, friends of the family suspected that, like, he was being abused because he used to be, like, this really happy kid, but then when they would see him now, he was, like, always really nervous. Like, if he would spill something, he thought he was going to get, like, a beating mm-hmm. like he was just really scared all the time so um a few months later he was back in the hospital and he was unconscious this time and he was suffering from a from brain hemorrhaging oh so again his head 
Um, Susan said that Tommy was just super clumsy and that he had like repeatedly hit his head over the last few days. She's like, he fell out of a shopping cart, then he tripped over the dog, then he fell when he was running and hit his head on the concrete. Mm-hmm. So I have a child that like falls all the time and hits his head all the time. Right. But I mean, it takes had, a lot yeah, for, that to for something like that to happen. So this time the doctors weren't buying it because they saw that his injuries indicated like that he was like being beaten pretty much and he had cigarette tor- uh, um, cigarette burns on his torso and his limbs. Poor baby. I know. And then he also had trauma to his body that indicated that he had been sexually assaulted too. So, I mean, this bitch. that's where like things turned around for me. I read mm-hmm. that and I was like, okay. Yeah. Listen, like, being unfaithful or whatever, mm-hmm. that, that's your own business. You're not really hurting anybody but so somebody's Ugh. feelings. Right. But when you are messing with a child, like, that's just messed up. Yeah. So she was booked by police under suspicion of felony, felony child abuse. And then she just denied it. Like, she always denied it. Um, but then, like, someone decided to speak up, and it was her own son. Um, Jacob, he's, he told the detectives that his mom would frequently, like, beat up Tom Tommy for no reason. Which is, like, so sad because Tommy was probably Jacob's, like, friend. Mm-hmm. You know, best friend. Right. Like, they're stepbrothers. So, right. um, her beating of Tommy had been so severe that he was left brain damaged and bedridden. Like, a vegetable state. Poor baby. Yeah. Where was the dad in all this? Um, well, with, like, believing her. Okay. Thinking that it was an accident. So, um, Susan was charged with felony assault and several related counts. She pled guilty to a single felony count of child beating and was given a five-year suspended sentence. So, I didn't look into what that is, but she didn't serve time. Oh, my gosh. She was just, like, on probation pretty much for five years. So, she didn't go to jail or anything. That's insane. Um, Custody of Tommy was given to his maternal grandfather, so the rich grandfather mm-hmm. um and i mean he was wealthy so he just like dedicated his wealth to making sure that you know tommy was as comfortable as possible mm-hmm. pretty much and then little jacob he went back with his cowboy dad gary so susan didn't have custody of the kids and now tom didn't have custody of his you know son so they only had themselves and they continued their toxic relationship relationship until it like just crumbled it you know same thing susan mm-hmm. was like cheating and stuff like that and then um it just disintegrated so then susan moved back to peru indiana but she was pregnant with tom's oh baby so she's back in peru indiana and she's expecting so mm-hmm. she's pregnant with a girl with a baby girl um so she's back in town and she keeps going to the bars pregnant and she meets um she meets a guy so she's 25 at the time and she met a man who was 39 and his name was jimmy grund um jimmy was the county's like top prosecutor so he was really well known like in the community and they actually met because these two cops they thought it would be funny to like put hook them up on a blind date because they knew who she was like one night stand, mm-hmm. Sue Ann or whatever, and they thought it would be funny if like they set them up as a blind date, like a joke. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy actually like liked her, so um, she. Uh, 
Hold on, I lost my place. Okay, because she was 25 and he was 39. So he felt like, okay, this young girl, she likes me. She's pretty. It doesn't matter that she's pregnant, you know. Um, He had two kids and he had been divorced, but he still lived with his wife just because it was, like, easier for the kids and stuff like that. But they were legally divorced. Okay. So he would always be gone, like, on guys' trips and stuff like that. So it's not like they had a relationship or he he didn't have anybody to respond to. So... Anyway, um, he was a wealthy guy, and then he saw something in Susan that he really liked, and then a few months after they met, he was right there by her side when she was delivering her daughter, and they named her Tanel. So he pretty much just took her as his. Right. Um, a few days after the baby was born, Jimmy and Susan went to Florida and got married. So I was like, why does she always go, like, destination wedding? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To, like, not great places. I mean. (laughs) Austin is cool. Maybe not. Maybe because I live here. Or not in Austin, but. Yeah. yeah. And then she went to Florida. So, anyway. So they they came back after the wedding. Um, And Jimmy Grund was going to be, like, Susan's Prince Charming. You know, he just wanted to keep her happy. Um, she did tell him about her criminal conviction for child abuse, and she told him that she was innocent, though. So she just, like, you know, she's like, I was set up. Like, um, I was just blamed for a terrible accident. Um, she really wanted to have custody of her son, Jacob. So Jimmy got in touch with Cowboy Gary, who was in Oklahoma City, Mm -hmm. right? And then, um... He wasn't doing so great financially, so he would send him checks to help him out, and eventually he moved him to, like, Indiana. Wow. Where he could be closer to to mm-hmm. Susan. So Susan would take care of Jacob. It wasn't, like, by law or whatever, but just because she wanted to. And um, Gary met somebody in Indiana, and they decided, you know, I mean, it might might as well be easier to just let her have him let her have jacob so to me it really just seems like gary sold rights to his son Mm -hmm. back to susan yeah and jimmy paid for it so so that's what happened he um he was able to have uh gary sign the rights so or full custody or whatever Mm -hmm. so and then after that he jimmy was super persuasive remember because he was a prosecutor yes. like he knew the law and then he even got tom his daughter's biological father to sign over the rights so and like have permanent custody of the daughter mm-hmm. so she was getting everything she wanted like jimmy was making everything happen for her and then um jimmy bought her a custom-built home it was like super expensive for the area where they lived he even financed for her to start her own business it was called um, clothes clothes by susan and they That's were just unique. like, yeah, <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's closed by Susan, like very too direct, to the point. Um, they were well known around town, and then they would host like barbecues and parties. They were like the it couple, you know. Um, Susan even went on to enter Mrs. Indiana America pageant. I don't, it doesn't say that she won. So, okay. I mean, she was hot, but not that hot, I guess. <laughs> Um, she was in her early 30s by now, and she still looked really good. And she was always, like, taking pictures of herself. Like, in their bedroom, they had a naked portrait of oh her that Jimmy had commissioned somebody to do. Uh-huh. So, like, it was all about her looks, pretty much. Yeah. She was very into herself, like, how she looked and her sexuality and stuff like that. 
Um, so, but the, there were always uh, rumors that she was hooking up with his friends. Yeah. And, like... And she probably was. She probably was, yeah. Going around, like, to bars mm-hmm. and still flirting and stuff like that. Um, but the... The rumors that really, like, messed with Jimmy the most were um, that she was trying to seduce his son. So he had a son from, you know, he was married before, previously. And he had two kids, a son and a daughter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, his son's name was David. And when they first got together, he was, like, a teen. But he had grown into, like, a man. Okay. You know? So he's like, oh, like, that's not right, you Mm know? So even his mom... Jimmy's mom, David's grandma, was like, why do you put up with this, you know? Like, this isn't right. Why are you with that woman? So, eventually, in 1992, Jimmy had had enough, and he realized, um, you know, my wife doesn't love me. Like, she just loves, like, the life that I've built for her. No shit. Um, I mean, because she went from, you know, trailer park, Mm -hmm. Sue Ann, to, like, closed by Susan. Right. um, I think Reba McIntyre has a song about that. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. I all I know about Reba McIntyre is the show Reba. Oh really? Yeah, no, she's I, like the short redhead. Yeah, yeah. I'll listen to some Reba McIntyre. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he uh, decided to find a lawyer or meet with a lawyer, one of his friends, because he's in the, you know the law right community, um, and he wanted to begin the divorce process, but he wanted to f- uh, wait to file the paperwork until Susan. And their two kids, like, returned from a vacation. They had gone to Alaska, like, in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, must be nice. I know. Jeez. So, anyway, so he's like, I'm going to hold off. You know, when we get back from our vacation, that's when I'll talk to her. But he did tell her while they were away, like, hey, like, I want to get the process started to get mm-hmm. a divorce. Um, but when they got home, he didn't get a chance to because two days after they got back, um, he was shot through the eye and killed. Jesus. Yeah. So, this happened in the summer, in August of 1992. So, Susan was the one that notified authorities that her husband had been shot, and she said that it was a burglary gone wrong. And that, yeah, right. right <laughs> and that somebody had killed him. Uh-huh. Somebody. So, um, police knew the rumors that were going around mm-hmm. about their marriage and that it was going to end. So, she was, like, suspect number one. Like, Good. prime suspect, you know. Um, but they didn't have any evidence. Like, they didn't have a murder weapon. They didn't have the gun. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really have anything to, like, hold convict her for. Yeah. Convict her. Yeah, exactly. So they, they kept investigating. So while they were investigating, Susan was trying to collect a $250,000 life insurance policy um, for, Jim, for Jimmy. Um, she was also trying to make herself the executor. Mm-hmm. on all her late husband's estates, like, all his money and stuff. Um, so she was wasting, like, no time. And her stepchildren, David, and then the daughter, um, they were uh, filing a lawsuit to block Susan from being named the executor. So, And they also knew people, like, in law enforcement <clears throat> that were family friends that, like, made sure that Susan wouldn't get, like, a penny, yeah. you know? Um so that those things weren't going really well for her. Like that was her plan to collect on the life insurance, but um, she had something else to worry about because she knew where the murder weapon was. Um, it was inside of the house, and the police didn't find it because she had put it in a Christmas teddy bear and then put the teddy bear away with the rest of the Christmas ornaments in a closet. Okay. So, so she hid the gun. Um, oh my goodness. 
she started. Um, that is not thorough police work. <laughs> well, I mean, why were they looking at teddy bear? If they're looking for the murder weapon, they should look in everything. Ooh. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it would take a lot of time, but I mean, you gotta tear that place apart. Yeah. I don't know. That's what they all the, all the shows I watch, <laughs> right? according to television. <laughs> That's so, what happens. <laughs> um, so she started getting like paranoid that she was gonna get caught because the gun was in the house. Mm-hmm. So she went to her sisters. I don't know if they still live in the trailer park or not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to her two sisters and to her mom, and she confessed to them. She's like, "I killed Jimmy, but you know, like I have the gun at home. You guys need to help me like get rid of it." Mm-hmm. So, um, one of Susan's sisters, Darlene, she was the one that went into the house to retrieve the teddy bear. That had the gun inside of it, and they took it back to their own house, and that is where they put it in like a metal pot, and then filled it up with concrete, and then put the pot in the attic. What? Yeah, to like have it away. You know, I mean, throw it in the river. Like, (laughs) oh yeah, like come on, like get rid of it. Yeah, like I was like, oh, they're making it heavy. They're gonna throw it in the river. No, they they put it in the in the attic. Okay, whatever. Um, Two months later, in November. Um, Darlene bumped into Bob Brinson, which was the lead investigator of the case. And I swear, Darlene is probably me because she, like, got super nervous and super <laughs> guilty, like, guilty conscience. And she just, she she was compelled to confess. Yeah. She, like, told him everything. She's like, yeah, Susan confessed. She did it. She asked us for help. We helped her. Like, this is where you'll find the gun. So oh 36 hours 36 hours later police had Susan arrested. Good. So um the motive that they gave was that she was after the insurance policy money which was true like they're like this was something planned. Um Susan testified that she arrived home on the night of the murder and found her husband Jimmy dead and called 911 and she said that she saw the murder weapon was on the floor and she recognized the gun as being David's. Uh, Jimmy's sons Mm -hmm. she's like oh my god that's David's gun you know like he must have had something to do with it so she was worried about him so she took the gun and hid it Mm -hmm. and she said that she felt like David wanted to kill his dad because she's like I have to confess David and I have been having an affair for the last couple of years and she's like "I, I can't believe he did this to his own father you know type of thing um so then David took the stand. He's like, absolutely not. That is not true. Like, I've never slept with this woman. And I'm thinking, and maybe in Susan's head, she's like, I'm hot shit. Like, mm-hmm. no man could resist me. But she was 30 by then, you know? So maybe she didn't right. look as good. And David was like, no. Like, <laughs> that I did not sleep with this woman. So, uh, and what would have been his, like, motive? You know right. what I mean? He's young. No. He's not his dad. I wouldn't have believed that at right. all. Right. So David said it wasn't true. He said... He had reported his gun stolen the 4th of July, so right before they took that August trip. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that on the 4th of July, a month before his dad was murdered, his 9 millimeter pistol was stolen from his home, and coincidentally, Susan had stopped by that same day and was like, David, like, where do you keep your gun? Like, mm. So he said that David, he went out for a fireworks show, and when he came back, they could tell somebody had broken into the house and the gun was missing. So he reported it, like, stolen. Yeah. But um, Susan's sister, sisters and her mom also took the stand and said that Susan had always been a liar, like, she had always been manipulative, 
And then on March 23rd of 1994, the jury convicted Susan Grund of murder, and she was ordered to serve 60 years in prison prison for murdering her husband. So that was in 1994, and she was ordered to serve 60 years. Okay. She was released in May of 2020. Oh, my gosh. What? She only served 50% of her sentence, which is, like, what you're required to serve. And she probably, like, manipulated them into and, letting, like, and parole. She, and she, yeah. And she had, like, some time cut as well, made for good behavior. Mm. I don't know. And she is now out. She is now out on parole. It says, according to the Indiana Department of Corrections, it says, in out-of-state parole. Okay. So, so she moved away somewhere. That, yeah, that and that's all I could find. Wow. So I couldn't find anything else like about where she is now. And yeah. then I started getting really nervous because I was like, what if she what hears if she... this? <laughs> Which she's so conceited, she'll probably be happy somebody's talking about it. Right? Yeah. So Ew, stupid bitch. I know, crazy, right? Well, and honestly, I mean, like, it's sad that she shot her husband. He didn't deserve that, but like it's the child molestation mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah. fuck you, bitch, you deserve to because be taken on back and yeah, you didn't do time for that yeah. at all. Like, yeah, Come you definitely on. don't deserve to be out. No, hell no, fuck her. But yeah, fuck apparently you. she's done several interviews. I didn't watch any of them because yeah. I didn't want it to sway me. Yeah, because right now I feel like she's guilty, and I didn't have time to watch the interviews and then feel conflicted. So maybe when I get home, I'll go watch the interviews. But at the end of the day, we know she beat her kids. So right. like, fuck well, that. Yeah, she says that she was set up. That no. that never happened. But, I mean, cigarette yeah. burns, come on. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Good story. Fuck her. Yeah. That makes me mad. It does make me mad. Mm-hmm. It makes me a little scared, actually. Because I was like, okay, now, wrapping up the story, let's go check to see where are they now. <laughs> and I typed it in, and I was like, what What does it mean when it says um, out-of-state parole? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not a facility. So she's out. And sure enough, she's out. Maybe she'll be back to Austin. <laughs> don't she's in fort worth <laughs> okay no one yeah, wants to be here i do i love fort worth oh funky town i'm gonna go to portland and just stay there no you're not i might you better not next year what about benji benji's coming with me no you're leaving him here oh well next year anyway okay so my mini my mini's like an actual mini it is a tiny mini she's Vilma is glaring at me right now because Why? I said I want to move to yeah oh Portland. yeah yeah don't move I mean I don't believe you'll move oh no. I'm in denial until it happens oh okay just okay. let me live in bliss ignorance is bliss okay okay hey it is what it is <laughs> all these moving boxes in your apartment I don't notice them <laughs> She just gets a lot of Amazon packages, more and more okay? More stuff, like, is disappearing, <laughs> and she's just not even noticing. No, you're fine. Okay, so Many I have time. an urban legend out of Japan. Oh. Yes, and so this is kind of a funny mini. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's an urban legend. It's kind of a little bit creepy, but it's to me it's funny because you'll see. So this is the Akamanto. Mm-hmm. Um, probably saying that wrong because, you know, I don't do my research. Um, and everything that I got, I basically got off the Wikipedia page for this. So oh, okay. Well, if you guys Google him, you'll just hear the same information I'm about yeah. to tell you. Disclaimer, if she got it from Wikipedia, I got mine from Murderpedia, and that's it. (laughs) But they have their sources on there, so, you know. We're just telling each other's stories. We are. We're not reporters. No. Continue. No. So the Akamanto, um, it is a male spirit or ghost, um, and it haunts 
public or school bathrooms. Oh, this is giving me Harry Potter vibes. So, yes, I thought of, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Whatever her name is. Uh, Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Weeping Willow. <laughs> that actually would have worked, though. Yeah. Weeping Willow. Okay. That's Grandma Willow. No. From Pocahontas. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Grandmother Willow. Akamanto. So, it said to haunt female bathrooms, um, but um, it says that it, he wears a red cloak and has a mask that hides his face. But when people do see his face, he is very handsome underneath, apparently. Oh, That's in why the he, women's bathroom? Yes. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and so it says that if a person is sitting on the toilet, mm-hmm. um, the Akamanto will appear to them and ask them if they want red or blue toilet paper. Wow. Depending on what they choose determines their fate. Oh, okay. So and now it's, it's giving you the Matrix vibe. Right. It's a <laughs> shitty face. So if they choose the red one, um, then they will be lacerated in such a way that their body will be like drenched of its blood. So they'll like just basically bleed yeah. out. Oh my god. Um, and if they choose the blue one, um they will be hold on, I just lost my place. They will be lacerated in such a way that they'll be like flayed. So uh-huh. either way, it's a shitty. Like you don't want to choose yeah. either paper. You just want to be like, "Fuck right. off, yeah. um, I just want wife. Yeah, How about that. <laughs> All right. Just, I'm gonna have him walk out of here with shit on my ass, and you're just gonna have to suck it up. Oh, bitch. I wasn't thinking poop. I was just thinking pee. I was like, well, just air dry. You know, you can do it at concerts. I was automatically thinking. <laughs> I my mind went straight to I'm sitting taking a shit, and this like guy comes up, and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> It's not Charmin. It's not a a teddy bear offering you some toilet paper. Oh, no. Okay, so. Oh, and um, their body could also be ripped off of their spine and tied around their neck like if they were wearing a cape. Like the body of the people? The body of the person, yeah. Like their skin. So. So just this, like. Um, muscular yes. and I'm sorry I just told y'all wrong actually that's all if you choose the red option everything I just said if you choose the blue option you'll be strangled <laughs> but your blood will still be drained from your body and he and then some of the stuff were like oh he'll suck the blood blah 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 right. but I told y'all wrong oh I think I would rather be strangled than, I'd rather be than cut up I don't want to be cut up I don't want to be yeah no when you said flayed that so Isn't this that is what I imagined awful? I imagine like you know like if you have a hot dog right and sometimes You're about to ruin life for me. Go ahead, <laughs> keep, keep like, talking. If you want to make a hot dog like fun for your kids, you cut it from the bottom to make it look like an oh, octopus. Oh yeah, that's what I imagine would happen to your body. Like, I is that flayed like, or is that skinned alive? Kind of. Oh, flayed. Like, is that what it means? You. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she just did a motion like on her face. I'm like, oh my god, it's getting I did the too motion visual. as if I'm flaying my cheek off. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> So, well, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm just um, not going to shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text Alex as soon as you leave and be like, listen, do you have a cape? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to die. <laughs> um, I'm going to be like, Vilma's into some really kinky shit. <laughs> so, some people actually try to, like, outsmart the Akamanto. Um, and the way that they try to do this, um, they try <laughs> choosing yellow paper. <laughs> And I'm like, where do they get this yellow paper? And so, and then, but if they do this, then they'll basically, their head, he'll put their head in the toilet. So, I 
swear to God, y'all can look this up. <laughs> so he just went from like murdering you to like being a bully in middle school. So. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but also, if you try to outsmart um, him, then you might be dragged to the underworld. So yes, but all but there is there's a way to get away from him. Uh-huh. Um, ignoring the spirit, <laughs> just straight up ignoring him and not replying to anything, the spirit will go away. Oh, so okay. Akamanto will just be like, fuck y'all, y'all don't want to talk to me, and he'll get butthurt and leave. Okay, okay. So, yeah. I could do that. Yep. Um, some people try to run away, but he is known to block the exit. So it's best just to ignore, ignore him. him. Yeah, which I'm go, like, that's perfect. That's what go I do about anyway. your business. Yep. Finish up. Yep. Use your own toilet paper. <laughs> get up, wash your hands. If you're out of toilet paper, just waddle your just, ass out of there. Like, <laughs> you can buy new pants. It's fine. Oh, no. That um, is hilarious. I know. So this is a Japanese urban legend. And it actually, according to Wikipedia, um... It's been around since, like, the 1930s. When like, toilet paper a, was invented. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that I was like, right. Like, I, like, I knew what the fuck we were saying. No, but isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's, what, that's the mini. Like, that's I it. I love it. I, it's, yeah. That's might be the, my favorite mini thus far. Like, no, that up. was hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the, the toilet paper. Uh, Akamanto. Akamanto. Oh, my so, God. So, Japanese urban legend. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. So exciting. So, now that everyone's brain cells are a little bit less due to this <laughs> podcast, we're going to go. Uh, yeah. Like us on Instagram. Um, go subscribe if y'all wouldn't mind please subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever y'all like to listen um, it just kind of boosts our ratings a little bit and kind of boosts our egos mm-hmm. um, leave us a rating and actually like comment and say how much you love us please it would mean a lot to us um, but yeah yes see you so, yeah. next time on a Thursday on a Thursday bye 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 <laughs>